It's 1582. We're in Rome, Italy, at a marketplace. The locals are all discussing the most recent decree from the Vatican. After decades of consideration and work by Pope Gregory XIII, Italian scientist Luigi Lilio and Jesuit mathematician and astronomer Christopher Clavius, the Julian calendar has been replaced with a new calendar that syncs up better with the Earth's orbit around the Sun. It will be named the Gregorian calendar in honor of Pope Gregory XIII. They modified the pre-1582 calendar to add an extra day every four years. Our 365-day calendar was now in effect a 365.2425-day calendar, which is what their math told them was the actual time it takes for our planet Earth to orbit the Sun. From 1582 onward, every fourth year we will add a day to the calendar. February on those years will end on February 29th instead of February 28th, and it will be called a leap year. 170 years after the Gregorian calendar's introduction, in 1752, the British Empire will also adopt the Gregorian calendar. You, right now, right this second, can look at your modern digital clock, smartwatch, or ask your smart speaker what day it is, and no matter how you figure out today's date, you are still using the Gregorian calendar from 1582. Let's get back to modern day. The only corrections we have made since 1582 have been to add seconds every so often. In over 400 years since the creation of the Gregorian calendar and its leap years, we've only had to add a total of around 28 seconds. As of right now, there are no plans to add any seconds in the future. The math of their calendar has held up very well. The final correction, an added leap second, happened on December 31st, 2016. A second was successfully added and the Gregorian calendar was back in sync with our planet's orbit around the Sun. So cheers to Pope Gregory XIII, Luigi Lilio and Jesuit mathematician and astronomer Christopher Clavius and their calendar. Using technology and knowledge from the late 1500s, they calculated the length of time it takes to orbit our Sun pretty much dead on. But this isn't history of calendars, this is history of words. And in this chapter, we will go through the 12 months of the year and find out why they are called what they are. I'm Paul Alves. And this is History of Words. Chapter 2. The Months of the Year. January, the first month of every year. As we learned last episode, the ancient gods of many cultures had days of the week named after them, and the months of the year are no different. January is named after the Roman god Janus, or in the original Latin, Janarius. He is the god of beginnings and transitions, and ancient Roman religious ceremonies more often than not begin with a tribute to him. So it's fitting that we begin the year with Janus. February, the second month. Named in the late 14th century, this word comes from the Latin Febrarius mensis, 
which means month of purification. The word comes from the Latin februare, which means to purify, which at the time would mean purifying by smoke or flame. Other words spawn from this Latin word februar. For example, in Portuguese, the word febre means fever, as a fever is what purifies your body when you are sick. March. The word March comes from the Latin word Martius, or as we say it in English, Mars. Mars, the Roman god of war. Not only has the month been named after Mars, but some cultures celebrate Mars once a week on Tuesday. Or as it's called in Spanish, Martes, or the French, Mardi. In older Roman calendars, March was the first month. It wasn't until 713 BC when Roman ruler, Numa Pompilius, what a name, added January and February to the calendar that March became the third month of the year. Some cultures still celebrate March 1st as the beginning of their year. In Iran, New Year's Day is celebrated on March 21st. In ancient Rome, March was the yearly start to military campaign season, which is likely why it was named after their god of war, Mars. April most etymologists believe the Old English fertility goddess Istermonau, which had its spelling changed later to the Latin model April, in the 1300s is the source of the word April. To this day, many celebrate Easter, which originally was a celebration of the fertility goddess Istermano, aka April. Various religions later adopted the Easter celebrations into their own rituals. But in most Christian homes during Easter, you might still see bunnies and eggs. Hints of the fertility god Easter Bonau's ancient fertility celebrations. May. The fifth month of the year possibly gets its name from the Roman earth goddess Maya, the wife of Vulcan. May is also the time of the ancient celebration of May Day, celebrating the beginning of summer, usually celebrated on May 1st, but sometimes celebrated on the night before or May Eve. Many countries still celebrate on this day, however, the celebrations are unrelated to the goddess Maya, and simply a celebration that the summer is here. Some countries call it May Day, others call it Spring Day, and many celebrate Labor Day, but it all comes down to the same thing. Summer is coming, so let's party. June. Yet another Roman god is celebrated in June. Unsurprising, seeing as Pope Gregorius made the calendar and the Vatican happens to be in Rome, Italy, June is named after the Roman goddess Juno, the wife of god Jupiter. She was young and vibrant, and in fact, Juno is where we get the word junior from, which of course means younger. July. The seventh month is special because it isn't named after a god. It is instead named after a man, this man was so famous that on the day he died, they decided to rename his birth month, Quintilus, in his honor. Hear ye, hear ye, due to the passing of the great Julius Caesar, the month of Quintilus, the month of his birth shall be henceforth known as July. Quintilus meant fifth month, but if you recall, January and February were added to the 10-month calendar in 713 BC by Roman king Numa Pompilius, which pushed July from fifth to seventh. August. The word August comes from the Latin word Augustus, which means consecrated or venerable. It was the name given to the eighth month of the Roman calendar, in honor of the Roman Emperor Augustus, 
who was given the title Augustus by the Roman Senate in 27 BC as a title of honor and respect. September. You might have been thinking that we had a while to go before we got to December, but the months September, October, November, and December all have one thing in common. They aren't named after anything at all. They were just given numbers to complete the now obsolete 10-month calendar. September used to be the seventh month, set in Portuguese, or in Spanish, siete. October, based on the number eight, octo, as in octopus. November, based on the number nine, nueve in Spanish. December, based on the number ten, decade, decathlon, decimal system. And there you have it, and now you know why each month is called what it's called. I found it interesting. I hope you did too. Next chapter, I will be talking about some of the names we give to cars and the history of those words. But before we go, I want to say thank you all for the boosts and tips some of you have sent for our first episode. I will be thanking many of you personally in a future chapter, like Boober, who boosted our first chapter with our first boost ever via Podcasting 2.0 compatible app. Thanks, Boober, for putting the first coin in the jar. History of Words is written, produced, and narrated by me, Paul Alves. Original theme song composed and performed by Jeff Smith.